0: what's going on Bulls fans welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls century your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related and it's game day what does that mean the Bulls face the Washington Wizards in Washington today we're going to break down some of the things I want to see in that game some of the some of the things to look out for in that game as well and we're going to talk about why Io DeSumo could win most improved player of the year we're going to get into all that and more right after this You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me on Chicago Bulls Central. So we know that the Bulls do face the Washington Wizards tonight. Um, And so I want to talk about some of the things to look out for there first. Uh, We know Zach Levine is going to be out. Looks like Kispert. And Denny, well, Kispert's out. Denny's questionable uh, for the Washington Wizards tonight. And this is going to be a game in which it's just going to come down to matchups. What individual matchups can we win out? By that, I don't mean that you have that the player guarding these players has to lock them down. But I mean, what can we nullify as far as the weapons on this Washington Wizards team by the branded defense that we play, um, making them work on the on the defensive in themselves with our offense? It's going to be a lot of that type of stuff that we need to see in that case, right? And so, looking at this, already their starting point, uh, their starting point guard, Monte Morris, and it's going to be Delon right there. We have to win those matchups. When you look at Io Desumo, and we'll talk about why I do think Io Desumo can win Most Improved Player of the Year this year. But Monte, Monte Morris, he, Io has to win that matchup. And by that, I don't mean necessarily shut him down one on one. I mean you have to play solid defense against him, of course. But I mean we, the production that we get offensively and defensively from Iyo Desumo and our point guard position overall has to be greater than what Was- the Washington Wizards get. When you look at the fact, yes, Alex Caruso is more than likely going to be in that starting lineup tonight. So we got Io DeSumo and Goran Dragic probably going to be the one backing him up. So we have to win that matchup. When you look at the matchup of Bradley Bill, there is no way that, uh, that Alex Caruso is probably going to score at the level that Bradley Bill can score at, right? The, you know, is there an off chance that Alex Caruso gets hot and has a hot night? Absolutely. We've seen him do it before. It can happen, but I'm just saying, you know, looking at that matchup, we have to make things tough for Bradley Bill. It's really him and Christoph Przingis as doing the most uh, damage on the offensive end for the Washington Wizards, so we have to have the Bulls win that matchup, and like he, Alex Caruso has to make it tough on him, period. There's no other way around that. He has to make it tough on Bradley Bill. His presence needs to be felt by Bradley Bill every time he's guarding him now does that mean that bradley bill is not going to necessarily get off yeah he's probably going to get his points in in the in the grand scheme of things but how he gets that points can we make it a difficult uh inefficient game as far as scoring wise for bradley bill if he gets 25 points on 23 shots we did what we needed to do defensively against bradley bill in my opinion and when you look at the fact that we're always going to have either alice caruso or probably or probably switch uh i would assume we'll on him some as well That matchup can be a matchup that we can make things interesting on the defensive side for Bradley Bill. Now, coming in next, Denny may not play If he does not play, probably going to be Will Barton uh, playing in that situation. But this, again, is a situation we have our best player, especially while Zach Levine out at the three, and that's DeMar DeRozan. We know what DeMar can bring on the offensive end. And what we saw in that first game with DeMar is that he kicked up the defensive intensity when it was needed as well. He did everything that he needed to do defensively. There were a couple of times where he got blown by and got caught out of position. It happens. It's going to happen to every NBA player. But the way that that this team overall is locked in defensively, Demar is definitely keeping that going. He is he is breathing that, living and breathing that himself as well, and it makes the other players buy into that a little bit more. We're going to have to win that position, but this is a position I definitely think that we can win at, especially if Denny's out, I, and even with, if if he's in. Just the what Demar brings to the to the table for the Chicago Bulls offensively, how he's always the one that kind of mellows everything out. He's the one that when we need a bucket, we can guarantee it. And I want to see from this game. DeMar DeRozan doing similar to what he did last, letting the game come to him. That's what he did last game. He let it come to him. When you look at those, those nine points only in the first half to come in and have a big second half, I'm not necessarily saying he needs to do that every single time, Is wait till the second half. There's going to be times where DeMar sets the tone in the first or the second quarter, and then as long as we can keep up our branded defense and our energy, he may not have to do as much. In, in the second half, but we know what we're going to get from DeMar. We're going to get 25 to 35 points from DeMar DeRozan on efficient shooting, and he's going to get to the free throw line. But by the off chance that DeMar does not give that for the Chicago Bulls, we definitely need another player to step up. Because, it's listen, every player at some point is going to have an off night. And if, whenever DeMar has his off night, I think one thing that we showed, at least in that first game, especially with the 37 points off the bench, is that while we 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 we're going to get more production offensively from our bench and from our role players than what we expected to get last season, and we still didn't even see the best Javante Green in last game. So that three position, I'm not really worried about it too much. I think we can definitely win that one. The next one up is the four position. When you look at Roy Hachimura and Kyle Kuzma, who's pretty, pretty much primarily going to be holding down that four position for the Washington Wizards. This is the time, and I said this over on Locked on Bulls, this is a game where we need Patrick Williams to step up, period. And I don't necessarily mean he needs to score out of this world or, or, or score 18 points or anything like that. I want to see a defensive effort from Patrick Williams. Let the offense come to you naturally. I already gave what I want to see from Patrick Williams, slashing to the rim, uh, getting uh, offensive rebounding, put, uh, putting it back up, and I'm going to hold true to that. I'm not about to say that that Patrick Williams needs to have this Lights out shooting night where he just goes off for 15 to 18 points. If he does it, great. But we need to see Patrick— Listen, if Patrick Williams gets to start again, the reason why he's getting to start is because of his size. Him and, him and Javante both didn't have the greatest games. Javante had a much better defensive game and a much more impactful defensive game, but Patrick Williams wasn't terrible defensively either. He did a lot of good things, especially on his off-the-ball defense, and we need to see that continue in this game. We need to see him play that matchup against Kyle Kuzma because— Kuzma is going to try to cook us. He's going to try to cook us. I said before that it's really just Kristaps and Bradley Bill, but no, it's Kuzma as well. What Kuzma does um, and and how he goes about getting his points now, the fact that very much like Nikola Vucevic, it's like Kuzma realized I can work from the inside out. I can do both. And I'll let whichever one is working for me the most dictate how I play over the course of the game. But Kuzma has become a very solid score for this team. And, you know, while on the defensive end, Kuzma isn't anything to write home about, but Patrick, this is a game where Patrick Williams has to win his matchup defensively. He has to come out. And again, I'm not saying that it means shut Kyle Kuzma down or lock him out of this game, but Patrick Williams has to show why that added size over Javante is the reason what's going to keep you in this rotation. He has to play solidly. He has to box out Kyle Kuzma to keep him from getting defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds for that matter. He has to play that solid defense, that physical brand of defense. We can't have soft Charmin tissue playing defense on Kyle Kuzma, who isn't the toughest player, but if you allow that to happen, he can get hot, and if he gets hot, he can absolutely cook you. So I'm looking at Patrick Williams to definitely win this matchup. And, well, again, I keep saying win the matchup, but I'm looking for him to play very solidly against Kyle Kuzma. The defensive end is where I'm focused on Patrick Williams in this game. Now, if he gives us a big offensive night that's added plus – I'm looking for a big defensive game from Patrick Williams, garden Kyle Kuzma, and he's going to have some minutes against Roy Hachimura as well, and Javante is too. Like, Javante and Patrick Williams, the energy and everything has to be there for both of them. And the energy is always going to pick up a little bit more when Javante comes in the game because that's just the type of player he is. But we can't see lackadaisical Patrick Williams on either end, I don't want to see him lack as a day's school on the offensive end. I'm just not expecting him to come out and have a huge night offensively because I want him to put in the work defensively. I want this to be one of those games where we take a look and be like, "Dang, Patrick Williams really kind of he 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 gave Kyle Kuzma the business on the defensive end." I want to see that. I need to see Patrick Williams have that type of game against a player that is going to try to get off different things offensively against him, and we need to see him locked in and engaged. I want to see Patrick Williams play with a little bit more energy, but he has to win that individual matchup. Now, the center position. This is where it's going to get fun, right? Because you have Chris Stops and you have Nikola Vucevic, the starters on their respective teams at that center position. Both players who can do a lot of things offensively, defensively, haven't been the best over the course of their career. Vooch was locked in defensively against Bam Adebayo and I'll tell you what, if Nikola Vucevic plays that same brand of defense, I want to see him play better offensively as well, especially not what he did in the first half more of second half Vooch from the last game. But this new Vooch that we even saw in preseason that's locked in defensively, that's getting to the loose balls, that's that's blocking shots even when people even in the pick and roll. He's just doing smart things defensively and we're seeing a Nikola Vucevic that I think the basketball IQ is helping him play really solid defense overall, even though he's not the greatest one-on-one defender. But what he's doing on the team defensive side of things, and operating in space, closing out on players, getting his arms up, getting into pass lanes, making difficult, um, making it difficult for people when they do try to penetrate and get to the get to the cup. I want to continue to see that he has to put in that work. And what we know from Kristaps Porzingis, if you get physical with Kristaps, it's going to get him out of his game mentally. But they have a dog coming off the bench, and Daniel Gafford as their backup center. And this is where, when Gafford's out there against Nikola Vucevic, Nick is about to have to work. But when that matchup is against Andre Drummond, I actually this is one of the matchups that I'm most excited to see in this game, is Daniel Gafford and, the, and, and Andre Drummond, when they're out there on minutes, they're going to be fighting after every rebound. They're going to be getting, fi- getting physical with one another. Do not, uh, do not be um, caught off guard. If we see this turn into, with the bench players, a extremely physical game, right? We may see Daniel Gafford and Andre Drummond get chippy out there. And that's what you want from a big man in a lot of ways in a big man matchup that you have two physical centers, right, who aren't going to try to do the thing of getting you out to the three-point line. They do all of their operating down low. Well, Andre Drummond's adding that three-point shot. He even took one in the first game. But again, defense in the pick and roll with these two, how they're going to do it, right? how they work, try to work each other. This is another thing that it's going to get interesting very quick. And, you know, while this is a team that's not projected to be as good as the Miami Heat, the Bulls can't come into this game slipping at all. If they get caught slipping, it can look ugly. And it can look ugly quick. So the Bulls have to be locked in. They have to continue to do the things that work against the Miami Heat. That's that's motion off the ball, player movement, getting getting to the rim, cutting, playing together, playing smart IQ. And it, look, the one thing that I will say with this is that, while I talked about a lot of the matchups in the starting lineups in this, the Bulls bench 37 points in that first game, right? Not expecting that, ne- that necessarily that performance every single time, right? That's a lot to ask from a bench. But I'm telling you, this bent Bulls bench, you can bet on them probably getting 18 to 20 points night in and night out. And that's what I want to see from this this bench. The energy that they play with, the defensive intensity that they, that they play with as well, that bench unit has been really good in that area when you look at Gorn coming off the bench, Kobe White's going to be coming off the bench, Javante Green um, coming off the bench, Um, and and um, Andre Drummond. We'll see what happens with Derrick Jones Jr. He didn't get in the game very much. With uh, um, Billy Donovan used a nine-man rotation, so always one of the starters are going to be out there more than likely, but we'll see if the young Rook can get in this game as well. This is going to be a fun game, I do think. I'm not ready to do any type of, of uh, numbers predictions, but the Bulls have to come in and have to be locked in in this game to find some success. Now, before we go I do want to talk about Iotaumu now this is again going off one game right but I want to talk about why and this is something that I've been thinking about since last night is that iotaumu really does have the chance to win most improved player of the game when you I mean of the year when you look at the fact that he was already one of the better defensive players look at the fact that he almost averaged eleven and four I think four and four as a starter but when you come in and, and see the way that he stepped in against the Miami heat and really took a lot of that scoring punch that we needed from Zach Levine, and he gave us that. So if Ayo's offense is truly coming along and we're starting to see that Illinois offensive player from Ayo Desumu with the brand of defense that he gives, we can absolutely see Ayo win most improved player of the year just because of the narrative of him being at a position that's a marquee position in the NBA. He's going to have a matchup probably every night where what he does to the opposing point guards on both sides of the ball is going to be one of the biggest stories and kind of not dictate the game, but play a big way into the result of the game. When you look at his stat line in the first game, I would assume 17.6 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. It'd be crazy to ask him to average that. But the way that he went about getting his points, the fact that, yeah, he passed up some shots early on, but he took his shots in the flow of the game. He got aggressive and put the ball on the floor and tried to get to the cup. If we keep seeing that, right, and we see the impact that he's doing on both sides of the ball, three for six from beyond the arc, if that can become a thing where he's using that three-point shot absolutely as a weapon, meaning if Vooch is going to work down low, we already know what DeMar does mid-range, and we have the other players moving without the ball, Io can find himself getting threes a lot, a lot. He played 36 minutes in in um, the first game against the Miami Heat. He, he averaged 27 minutes per game last season. If his body is ready to stand up, and we see like the impact that Io does is easily seeable. And if he's really ready to fill in at times to be that, that extra scorer when we need it, when Zach either doesn't have it or Zach's out because of low management, when DeMar maybe not have it in the first half or needs to take a seat, if Io is really ready to take up a bigger scoring load for the team when you already have Gorn and his shooting ability off the bench, you have Javante and his ability to slash, do not, be, do not be surprised to see Io win the most improved player of the year. When Io was on the floor, the Bulls outscored the Miami Heat by 15 points again. One game, the smallest sample size that you can have, but it is something to watch out. And it seems like, at least based off preseason, based off this game, that the mental aspect of basketball is starting to come together for Ayodele Sumu, and is coming together early. Once the, if that game is truly starting to slow down for Io, with what he's able to do physically and him being mentored by Demar is starting to pay off in those ways, and the leadership from Ayodele Sumu as well. We saw him last season when DeMar was close to getting text, pulling DeMar to the side. We saw it again in the first game with Andre Drummond. I was flashing everything that a player that can win most improved player of the year would need to do. So let me know down below, what do you guys think? Again, it's based off one game. We'll continue to monitor it. Do you think I.O. has the chance to win most improved player of the year? Let me know what you think about that down below, but that is it for today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, For our mailbag episodes, which are tomorrow. Saturday mailbag episodes. We drop that episode in the morning. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, sure. This has been a presentation of the Break Media.